With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast night on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard this inspirational flight with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, Mr. Man of Purpose himself, your host, J.R. Dicklin. of Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we thank you for joining us here tonight on Soul of America Radio. Uh, What a great week I believe that this is going to be. Of course, this week leads into our Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, so much to be thankful for. I mean, just the fact that we're here today, we've uh, endured so much over this past year, and we just got so much uh, to be thankful for. And and Thanksgiving is right in order uh, for each and every one of us. I'm glad that you've joined us tonight. Those of you that may be listening for the first time, Hope in Healing, A Journey to Wholeness is is a show that is designed with the whole uh, mission in mind of bringing hope and healing to those that have suffered at the hands of abuse, uh, violence, domestic violence, that have suffered at the hand of rejection, whether it's rejection in relationship, whether family relationship or love relationship, uh, those that have been rejected, those that may feel rejected by uh, parents, uh, may have been abandoned by uh, parents, you know, maybe father walked out, maybe whoever walked out. The main thrust of this show, however, is to bring hope and to bring healing, and we believe that not only in the uh, midst of being able to uh, discuss this issue live on the airway across the country, but we also believe that uh, we have other resources that we're able to connect you with. So Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness is here for you. It is here to make a difference in your life, and I invite you to be a part of it. Uh, in just a few minutes, as we go into the show, you'll be able to call in. Those of you that are maybe um, listening by way of Internet, you can also call in if you want to even have a question. I want to call in with a comment at area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. So you can call in or you can listen by way of the Internet. Now, if you have a question at any given time, you just hit the number one and our producer will see that you want to have something to say, and we'll acknowledge you on the airway tonight. But I'm so glad to have you with us again tonight on this beautiful Monday, at least beautiful where I am in South Florida, and I hope it's beautiful where you are too as well. We're approaching uh, Thanksgiving, and holiday time has, holiday periods really are very difficult for people that uh, that are in abusive relationship or have been in abusive relationship. It's also difficult for people who have lost loved ones and have lost individuals. And it's just a tough time for people who have gone through abuse and have gone through rejection. And, and many of them, regardless of how well they may look on the outside, still struggle with some of the things that have happened to them. And most of that struggle will often happen as a result of even self-blame and sometimes even uh, unforgiveness. It happens as a, uh, you know, sometimes feeling like their life was wasted or someone tried to take things away. And, uh, you know, and, and we have to acknowledge those things. So even tonight, um, even tonight, um what I want to do tonight is to make sure that we cover some of those things tonight. The question we want to uh, uh, propose to you tonight is this. Does having been in an abusive relationship, does it impact 
your future relationship and whether or not you can trust an individual, whether or not you can truly open up. And if it and if it does, you know, how do you get over it? And so that's one of the things we want to talk about tonight. And I just I'm glad that you're here with us once again. If you want to uh, have a question, if you want to have something to say, you can reach us here at area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight and jo- join us right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And once again, you're listening to us on the Soul of America radio. And so glad that you've taken the time to listen to us tonight. Now, I just want to open up and please feel free to jump in because, in fact, I've dealt with this and I deal with this all the time as I'm dealing with uh, whether, uh, you know, uh, victims or I'm dealing with other clients. And I've seen it play itself out in many ways where when a person has gone through an extremely abusive relationship, and when I say that, it doesn't have to always be physical abuse. Sometimes it's, uh, it's mental abuse where they've been really mentally abused and uh, they've been really hurt and things of that nature that it does impact how they approach future relationships and in some cases whether or not they will even ever get involved in a future relationship. So really our question tonight is how do you feel that that impacts future relationship when you've been in a relationship where you've been beat down, you've been called names, you've been uh, in many cases is physically abused, you've been ostracized, you've been told that you're nothing, and literally your sense of self-worth has been challenged. So my, my question to you, uh, my question to you is how, is how do you, uh, how do you go on from that? And how difficult is it? Because surely, you know, uh, relationships are a great part of our lives whenever we give ourselves to someone, meaning even mentally, emotionally, and definitely physically, that impacts everything about how we do things. It impacts the way we see ourselves. It impacts the way uh, we interact with others. And so having been in an abusive relationship, how does it impact now? I'm going to say uh, to you, how does it impact uh, the future relationship? Do you trust again? What do you look for in a person? Is it the same person? Uh, do you end up picking the same type of people? Many, I will dare say, find themselves often in very similar relationships. It definitely uh, keeps us in uh, a position of really guessing and a position of wondering whether or not we're good enough. So having said that, you know, having been in an abusive relationship is impact on you in future relationships, uh, both with a significant other, but how does it also impact you for our relationship with people across the board? Because relationship is uh, what I say causes the world to go round. We all are involved in a relationship of some sort all the time, and yet it's still when we have been in a relationship where someone has controlled us, where someone has um, taken away our voice, when someone has manipulated us, when someone has even physically abused us, what impact does it have? Um, Does it shape the way that you see things? Does it shape the way that you see your own self? Does it shape the way that you handle uh, your own life? Uh, Does it cause you to become isolated? Uh, Does it cause you to, um, you know, does it cause you not only to become isolated, but, um, you know, uh, does it cause you to be able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, feel that, you can't trust anyone. So all these things are very important as we talk about this very important issue here because it does impact us. And I just want you to know today, for many of you that are listening, the chat line is open. That means that if you're, if you're listening by way of the Internet, you're right there uh, at the soulofamericaradio.com uh, studio there. If you're logged into there, you'll see there where the chat box is there. And so the chat, uh, the chat part is open up as well. There's also a... Um, there's also a mailbox there. If you have questions you want to ask off the line or you have something that you want to convey off the line, you can uh, leave it there in that very confidential mailbox, and we will reply to you. So we have all kinds of ways of trying to communicate with you because this is what this show is all about. It is about hope, and it's about healing. It is about that journey to wholeness that brings us to that place where we can be restored, where we can, if we would, be able to start again in that place where we can find strength. Because one thing that we do understand is that pain has a very, very interesting way of impacting us. And when we're able to turn pain to power, it can become our greatest testimony. The real hurt and the real damage is when we seemingly cannot get over the pain that we've endured. And that's my challenge to you today. And that's really the basis of my question. And I want to propose it once again. 
if you have been or if you've been in an abusive relationship, how does that impact your outlook on future relationship and your interaction? Does it cause you not to trust that individual? Does it cause you uh, uh, not to really ever give your whole self to anyone again? And I'm interested to know your opinion tonight. If you're listening on the line and you'd like to have a comment on that, just feel free uh, to hit the number one on your keypad. And if you hit the number one on your keypad, our engineer will recognize that you're there, and we will definitely have you on the air. But this is very important because, believe me, if you don't think it affects you, I almost challenge you, or should I say I don't wish upon you to oftentimes have to date someone uh, that have been in an abusive relationship before because oftentimes all of that comes along with it, the hurt, the insecurities, uh, the overprotectiveness, uh, so many other things come along with it because of that abusive experience. I've seen in many cases, and uh, not only counseling clients and, and dealing with different ones, where an individual who have been in an abusive relationship over an extended time uh, act, in all actuality found themselves really becoming very much mentally and verbally abusive to the person that was trying to get involved with them next. So I'd love to know your opinion. What has been your experience? If it's you yourself or you know of someone that's been in an abusive relationship, how did you see it impact their future relationship? Because it can do so. It can impact whether or not they're bitter or whether or not they're better. It can impact whether or not they are people that open up or they're people who become very introverted and not wanting to have anything to do with anyone. And perhaps in your life, time you've dealt with that and i want to just cover that today if you're listening today i invite you once again area code 323-784-9638 that's how you can reach us here uh here on uh, solo america radio at hope and healing a journey to wholeness and if you have a question or comment just hit the number one on your keypad love to entertain your question tonight now the other thing i want to say to you that i think is very vital and very much worth saying tonight is this it is so easy to stand on the outside looking in and begin to say things like, well, you know, they're crazy. Why did they stay in it? Or, you know what, I wouldn't let anyone stop my happiness. I wouldn't let anyone stop me from being loved because the real love is out there and someone out there will really appreciate you. And all that might be true. But understand, still in time, healing is a process. I want to say that again. Healing is a process. And when you don't take that process to heal, you not only put yourself in jeopardy for the next relationship, but you also possibly put the next person in jeopardy as well because you haven't dealt with your own baggage. You haven't dealt with your own hurt. You haven't dealt with your own pain. And so when you just jump into another relationship simply because of the fact that you've been in a relationship or because that relationship um, uh, that you were in was bitter. If you just uh, jump in another relationship without making, uh, if you jump in another relationship without having gone through that healing process, oftentimes you're putting that person in a great danger. Because what we call it, watch this. Here's a term that we hear a lot. It's called rebound. Sometimes it's called rebound, and sometimes. Uh, Girlfriends or guy friends and good intentions, they say things like, well, you need to go on with your life. Go ahead and, you know, and get your life. Don't let anyone take your life from you. You hear them say things like that. You need to move on with your life. Uh, don't let that person rob you of who you are. Yeah, you hear those type things. But it's not a matter of being robbed of who you are. It's a matter of understanding the process of healing. Healing is a process. Sometimes we have to really be able to decipher and discern what really happened inside of that relationship. Uh, sometimes, you know, what is it about that individual that caused them to treat me that way? And notice uh, what I said. What is it about that individual that caused them to treat me that way, rather than blaming yourself first and foremost for being abused? Because you need to understand the abuser chooses to abuse. You're not, you're, I mean, you're not inviting a person to abuse you. So when a person abuses you, and they may abuse you for many different reasons, it could be their background, where they come from. It's what they believe. It's their fundamental uh it's their fundamental belief about women, about relationship. Perhaps they're from a, a school of thought that feel like, hey, I'm the man and I'm supposed to run things, but the only problem is their ideal of running things is not the way things should be ran. The ideal of running things is oftentimes a matter of, uh, you know, abusing, putting their hands on someone, uh, cutting them down, uh, destroying their self-esteem. So I invite you to recognize this tonight, that inside of abusive relationship and you're coming out of them, definitely take time 
to heal. Now, that's whether it's physically abusive, mentally abusive, emotionally abusive, sexually abusive, it doesn't matter. It takes time. Once again, healing is a process. Nature shows us that. If you were to scrape yourself, if you were to scrape yourself or whatever, and you and you had a gash there, it doesn't heal immediately. We see the process as it heals. And then we finally eventually see a scab come over it. And then eventually the scab goes away. And that's the way it has to be even inside of our healing emotionally, whether we've gone through any form of abuse, because if not, we can find ourselves into another relationship too soon. And the danger of being in one too soon is the fact when you have not healed, that scalp is tender. And because it is, you can re-irritate it and you can cause it to bleed. And guess what? You can even cause it to get infected. Well, what do you mean get infected? It can get infected many ways because of the fact now you've invited You've invited so many other – you've invited another person inside of this, and as a result of uh, inviting another person inside of this, what has happened? Well, what has happened is the fact that now you're going to contaminate some things. You're going to get some things crossed up. Oftentimes we're trying to heal from a past relationship by putting a new relationship on top of it, and that's the danger. It is confusing because we tend to superimpose upon the new person those things that we uh, either either seen or did not see in the old person, and that's the danger of moving on inside of these relationships without being healed. So the question tonight is very simple, and the question tonight is whether or not, having been in an abusive relationship, how does it impact you? And does it impact future relationship? Listen, I want to take my first break. On the other side of the break, I want to hear from you today. I want you to call in, if you would, area code 323-784-9638. And just hit the number one. And our engineer will acknowledge you there, and we will acknowledge you and have you on the airway. We invite your comments. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, right here on Full of America Radio. See you on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. many of you uh, that may be listening, and I see you, those that are on the board, whether or not you have chosen that you want to participate, and the many listeners that are listening across the Internet, what a what a technological age that we live in today, and so many that are out there, we have the ability to go back and uh, 
uh, and just review so many of the programs, and I'm just always pleased to know that so many of you are out there listening, and so many of you have so much to offer to the show, and we're always glad to have you to listen. So once again, we are talking about the impact of having been in an abusive relationship, and in other words, how does it affect you in future relationships in dealing with another significant other, with family members, even children? And I want uh, to definitely invite your comments today uh, that are there. Uh, if you're listening to us, we invite you to call in right now, area code 323-784-9638, and please press the number one, and that will let our engineer know that you have a question or a comment, and that way we can acknowledge you. But I want to go a little further inside of this because, in fact, the impact of having been in an abusive relationship does change a lot of what we think psychologically as well. It can be a game changer in the sense of the uh, matter that uh, the way that you see yourself, the way that you really envision future relationship, it can be a game changer for so many different ways and for so many different reasons. And because of it being a game changer, we have to be very careful inside of relationship. And that's one of the reasons that uh, our efforts uh, to reach out to so many across the board is so much a dedicated effort. Because what do we see? We see violence and abuse happening in very young relationships. You know, teen dating violence is just as valid as adult dating violence. We're, we're, when we're looking at young girls that are being abused in a, in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship in middle school and high school. So very early on, their idea of what relationship and love is is being shaped by people, being shaped by uh, people of their peers who have no idea what it is themselves. So a young man grows up seeing his mother getting beat, seeing her being punched around, oftentimes does the same thing that he's seen, uh, and he thinks there's nothing wrong with it. The problem is is when uh, the individual that's being abused think that this is what is happening. So, uh, But I want you to understand something today, that this has to be broken because if not, it does impact future relationships. Now, I'm going to say something that may rub some the wrong way, and I don't know if it would, but I've heard many cases I will never forget in my very early years of addressing domestic violence, and I was at a national conference on domestic violence, and um, and so happened that uh, I think it was held in this, yes, Charleston, Charleston, uh, maybe it was Charleston, South Carolina, we're in. And there we were uh, there with so many people from all over the country. And uh, I was very raw to this in terms of knowing how it impacted so many people. But one of the things was that I was riding with some people that were other colleagues and advocates inside of domestic violence, and uh, this happened to be a few ladies there together. And what I had made note of was how much I saw a lot of uh, homosexual and uh relationships there, and I saw a big emphasis on uh, the gay and lesbian and community at that time. They wasn't even saying, uh, you know, uh, transgender, so that's just how long it was. It wasn't LGBT community then. They just concentrated on that. And I recall making these comments, and I noticed one of the ladies there that was actually driving, because I'm in the back seat, kind of looking in the rearview mirror, and she gave a smirk as if, hey, you stepped into something. Well, I had stepped into something. The person I was sitting next to she she was a lesbian, and when we got to talking about how did that happen for her, now I know there are many folks that, what do you mean, how did it happen? But for this particular person, her situation, as she described to me, was the fact that she had been so heartbroken and so crushed in a relationship with a male that she turned to a female, and then turned into a female relationship inside of a lesbian relationship, uh, uh, you know, that... You know, that was her way of escape from being in a relationship where she felt that she was uh, not only uh, not uh, appreciated, but she was actually hurt and she was crushed. And so I say to you today, how much I've been in an abusive relationship, uh, painful, whether it be physical, mentally, emotionally, sexually, or whatever, doesn't have the power to actually change uh your orientation, your preference, does it have that type of impact that one might say, listen, I don't want to have anything to do with the male anymore. And, I, and I've said that now, and let me make sure I qualify that. The fact that that happens doesn't mean that abuse stops, because domestic violence and abuse occurs in, in uh, same-sex relationships as well. Uh, definitely in my time of working in this area and, and dealing with people from all walks of life, I've seen these type of things take place. So I'm saying to you that 
the impact of being in an abusive relationship has such a far-reaching effect. And I'm just asking the question today, how many of you think that having been in an abusive relationship, how much does it impact the way that one uh, proceed in future relationship. So once again, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. I invite you right now uh, to call in. Uh, hit the number one there, and uh, the, the engineer can acknowledge that you're here. We'll love to have your comments on the air tonight. Uh, I think it's a very, uh, very important topic uh, as I've dealt with people that have been hurt I've dealt with people that have uh, gone through these type of uh, situations, and for many of them, they never got beyond their past hurt. So it's an interesting thing inside of it. So I want to bring on a uh, caller right now. I know that you're there, and I'm going to bring you on right now because I definitely want to hear your comment. And uh, thanks so very much. You're on the air. Okay. All right. No, you're not on the air. Okay. Thank you so much. So anyway, as I say that tonight, I want to invite you there. Uh, if you'd like to be on the airway tonight, just hit the number one, and our engineer will definitely acknowledge that you're there and would like to bring you on the air tonight. And then just to contribute to this conversation here, how do you think this impacts people? How do you move forward? How do you trust the next person? Well, if you see signs, how do you determine I'm seeing the same sign in the next relationship that I saw in the previous relationship? And if you see those signs, what do you do? Do you hang in there? Do you just try to watch and see what will happen next? Or, or what is what is the path that one takes? Because it is not as easy as it sounds. Many people find themselves uh, seemingly uh, isolating from relationships altogether as a result of what they may have experienced in an abusive relationship. And my question tonight to you that are listening is the fact, does it have that type of impact? And does it have the type of impact that it changes the way that you see things? Does it have that type of impact that it causes you to actually do something different? So having been in an abusive relationship, does it change the game for you? If you've been in a long-term abusive relationship, how does it impact you? Does it cause you to walk away? Does it cause you to avoid relationship? Does it cause you uh, to be very cautious? Does it cause you not to trust? That's the question tonight. So I invite your comment tonight, area code 323-784-9638. And if you'd like to call, if you'd like to have a comment, just hit the number one on your keypad. And our engineer will acknowledge that you're there. And we invite to invite your comments, invite your questions right here on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness right here on Soul of America Radio. So that's something I want to propose to you tonight because so many are there. So many people are hurting. And the problem with that hurt, sometimes people transmit, uh, shall I say, people uh, transmit their hurt in different ways. And not only do they transmit their hurt in different ways, may I submit to you that also in addition to hurt being transmitted that way, one of the things that we often see is that the rebound effect. And that's the danger part. When you find a person that's coming out of an abusive relationship, of coming out of a relationship of that nature, and they end up rebounding. They end up rebounding by finding themselves in another relationship, oftentimes have not healed. And I cannot emphasize enough the importance of the healing process. You have to go through a healing process. If not, I promise you, you will more than likely repeat that same abusive relationship. So that's really my challenge to you today. How much time? Do you think there's a time uh uh, there's a time limit. Is there some type of, uh, you know, magic benchmark where one should really take the time to heal before they enter into another relationship? So uh, I love your comments on that tonight. Uh, Eric code 323-784-9638. You're listening to J.R. Thickland here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And I want to just challenge you right there where you are because too many, and I will say too many, that I have dealt with in time past and that I've seen are individuals that uh, really try to make an abusive relationship work. And, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with trying to make it work. But the problem is what happens when it doesn't work and what are you left with? What is that impact? How does it impact the way you see future relationships? How does it impact the way that you deal with others in the future? And that's the question I would love to hear answer from you. Once again, you're listening to Hope and Healing. Uh, hit the number one. Uh, see calls on the board there. Um, just uh, If you'd like to have a comment, if you'd like to have something to say there, uh, definitely a 
Uh, we would love to have you to say something and share it with the rest of our audience. Just hit the number one on your keypad. If you hit the number one on your keypad, definitely we'll bring you in because I'd love to hear your opinion here because uh, perhaps you have a girlfriend, a cousin, a relative that you know that have been in an abusive relationship, and, and, um, and since that abusive relationship, what has been their behavior? What have been, uh, you know, what have been their um, plight in future relationship? Have they stayed away from relationships altogether, or have they simply, uh, you know, become a person who's rebounding, or a person who is saying, "I'm simply not going to allow myself to get close to anyone." And when that happens, who are they protecting, or who are they hurting? Could they be protecting themselves, or are they actually hurting themselves from what could be a prosperous and a fruitful relationship? So it's a complicated question. It's a complicated dynamic, but it happens every single day. We see it happening inside of relationships, and I'm just very, I'm very interested to hear from you today. Listen, we're up on a break again uh, tonight, but right on the other side of this break, I want to hear from you tonight, um, 323-784-9638. And just hit the number one, and we'll know that you're there. And I would love to hear from you tonight inside of the subject matter. Somebody's hurting. Somebody's hurting that you know. Someone is hurting that I know. You know what happens with hurting people? Many times hurting people hurt people. So on the other side of the break, I want to hear from you. Listen, something that you share tonight may help somebody get through something. I invite you on the other side. They are listening. You're listening to Open Healing, a journey to hold us right here in the Philippines. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to holiness with your host, J.R. Thickland. We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Don't touch that dial. And take it easy. If you're listening to the show tonight and you feel led to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638. And if you're already holding, press 1 to let Jay know that you want to talk. We'll be right back. Because in one sense, she was looking for love, and she was looking for love uh, 
in these other individuals. And here's one of the questions that come up a lot, because um, in many cases these young ladies are telling their story to the new person that they're meeting. They're telling them about what they went through, and they're telling them about the things they've gone through. Now, they're doing so in order to let that person know that, listen, I've been in an abusive relationship before. I am not going there again. I don't want to be in that again. But And the problem is not that it's wrong to tell. The problem most of the time is when do you tell? When do you tell that? When do you tell that information? When do you share that up front? Because in many cases, if you're telling that story too quickly, what it does is position a person who has a propensity to batter, it positions them uh, how to posture themselves. So they'll be loving, they'll open their arms up to you, they'll be very listening and accommodating to you at first, and then as time goes on, you begin to see those things dissipate. They're no longer as loving, they're no longer as kind, they're no longer as accommodating. And because they're not, now you find yourself feeling betrayed, you find yourself uh, you know, in a situation that resembles what you were in before. So those are the things that you got to keep in mind that when we deal with abusive relationship, uh, that abusive relationship does have a long-lasting impact. And so when you begin to walk into another relationship, you need to kind of know, what am I looking for? No, what is it that I'm looking for? Now, I say, I often use this term here, that you've got to have some non-negotiables in your life. What do you mean by that? Non-negotiable are those lines that you've already, uh, that you've drawn and said, listen here, this here just simply will not work. This is something that I'm not going to tolerate. It's not even up for discussion. You know, it's not like, well, look, I only hit you one time. No, anyone can make a mistake, please. You know, I was mad. I was tired. I was stressed out. You know, I was going through. No, you got to have some non-negotiables because if you don't have non-negotiables, what simply happens is that it happens again and again and again. And we can't afford to see have that happen like that. The other thing I wanted to bring out, too, was here is one of the most dangerous. We talk about how we're approaching Thanksgiving, and so we're now officially in what we call the holiday season. And let me tell you a little bit about the holiday season. And you know this, whether being in an abusive relationship or not, the holiday season has a tendency to bring out what I call the sense of false love, false romance. You think about the songs, you know, Christmas just like Christmas without the one you love. And all these songs here that really make you feel blue and call it, I'm going to have a blue Christmas without you, you know, and all these crazy things. And so people find themselves very vulnerable during the holiday season. And, and can I say this, and it's going to sound sacrilege, is that because, let me say something, it's an artificial construct, people. We created this holiday season. We created this artificial construct that we say at the end of the year, what we call Christmas, it's the time of giving, it's the time of all that, and some of us go a little overboard, so we don't feel significant, we feel lonely, we feel rejected if we're not with people, and guess what? Like pores that are open up, we become vulnerable to people. We become vulnerable to people that are that we shouldn't be vulnerable to. And oftentimes you have two lonely people, uh, you know, uh, you know, connecting, hooking up, and what it becomes is really a recipe for deception. And that's exactly what happens. And you've got to be very careful about that inside of relationship. If you're coming out of an abusive relationship, take the time to heal. Take the time to just chill. Take the time to examine yourself. Take the time to really, to, to really, to really clarify with yourself who you are. You don't have time to uh, really jump into another relationship. And you got to know the warning signs. You got to know the thing. You got to look for the things that are not only obvious, but the things that are not obvious. And that's why the time of healing is so important. You know, the time of healing is very important because, in fact, if you don't know these signs and you jump into another relationship, you have done what we call in basketball, you rebounded. And sometimes the rebound, you don't land so gently. And so you've got to be very careful about that. So those of you that may be listening by Internet today, and you'd like to call in, area code 323-784-9638. Let me try that again. Area code 323-784-9638. I invite you uh, to call in. If you're already holding on the line, just hit the number one on your keypad. I love to hear your comment. I love to have uh, your comment and hear your questions about this because some of you, even listening to me today, you have coworkers. You have friends, 
you have family members, you have uh, you have sisters, you have different ones that have been in an abusive relationship, or you've seen them in an abusive relationship, and some of you are asking yourself the question, I don't know what to do. I don't know. They don't seem like they listen. And some of us, you'll, you'll sit back and say, they must be blind. Can't they see what's going on? And that happens so many times. And you may have a word that can help them. Uh, my engineer is telling me we have a caller that wants to say something. Okay, caller, your number ending in 16 16- Four two in sixteen four two, we welcome you to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, yes, I am. My comment on the abusive relationship. I appreciate you mentioning about the basketball and rebounding thing, but a lot of women uh, they grew up with this and they think this is normal to uh, stay in an abusive relationship because their their mom, their grandma, their great grandma have done this and they've seen this and they think this is normal. So how do you get the word out to people that, especially women, that this is not normal? You know, you hit it right on the head. So many do think that this is a normal type thing. But you know what? We have to ask ourselves this question. I say this a lot of women at times because of the fact they have to ask themselves the question, you know, does normal feel this bad? Does normal cause me to hurt? Does normal cause me to be in shame, to feel, you know, to, to, to have my self-esteem torn down? And so that question has to be asked because of the fact of the matter that what we're dealing with is individuals that are hurting, individuals that have seen nothing but a cycle of hurt. So the one thing that uh, that definitely I would say to them is this, is that they deserve better. And you have to continue to let them know that. Uh, the one line I'll also say is they simply deserve better. And if you continue to tell them they deserve better and let them know they're more valuable than that and let them know that they don't deserve to be treated that way, it won't, it will make a big difference inside of what we're doing, inside of a, you know, relationship. Everybody wants a relationship in one form or another, but it doesn't have to be an abusive relationship. And I really appreciate that call. It's not like to me that you've definitely seen a lot of different women go through that same cycle. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. I said it sounds to me that you've seen a lot of different women go through that oh, same yeah. cycle of thinking. Oh, yes, I have over the years. I really have. You know, and it's been, but, you know that, that's just the way we grew up. We've seen that. Now, my dad was never, but, you know, there's more than just physical abuse, too. Exactly. Male abuse can kick you just as much as the physical abuse can. And to me, that hurts more. Exactly. You know, my dad, I used to see my dad talk, not not talk to my mom. Um, And 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 now, I hate that. When a man ignored me, called me, whatever you want to call me, but just do not ignore me. See, that came from the way I grew up. Exactly. Mental abuse. And I definitely thank you for sharing that because, of fact, what we have to understand, that's exactly right. You know, I often say long before the victim was ever beat up, they were beat, uh, they were beat down. They were beat down uh, verbally, and they were beat down emotionally. And in your case, you say when you ignore me, that's a sense of almost isolation. That's a sense of saying that I'm not even significant. And so guess what? Uh, that, that has a way of irritating us. I thank you so very much. So very much tonight for sharing with us real good points. Thank you to our caller there. We have another caller on the line even right now. Caller, uh, number ended in 7347. Welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Hi, thank you. Um, I'm 21 years old, and recently um, I got a job at a department store. It was my first time working in retail. And um, what happened was there was a coworker who made comments um, the comments were suggestive, and they were also negative, and, like, I really felt uncomfortable with the comments. And then the um, coworker also did actions as far as staring at me, creeping up on me, and things like that. And I was alone in the basement of the store with this individual, and I just really didn't feel comfortable with that individual. And I went to um, my store managers, who all happen to be female. And what I basically did was give a statement, a written statement, about how I felt uncomfortable with him commenting on my marriage, um, saying negative things about me and my uh, performance and things like that as far as customer service and my ideas for my professional life. And, um, like, I thought that the situation would be handled immediately, not to say that the person would be fired, but that maybe we could be separated or something of that nature because I felt very uncomfortable and I felt that it could escalate into him, you know, harming me or 
you know, molesting me or what have you. And you expressed that to your store managers, and and what you're saying, they they really didn't take appropriate action. Not at all. Um, The first store manager, who I identified with most, and I thought she would, you know, be more reluctant to help me, like be able to help me um, because we were both black women. And the guy, he's a black male, but he's, like, really tall and really husky, you know. And so when I told her, she was like, well, I don't see any wedding ring. How does he know you're married? And I'm like, everyone knows I'm married. The comments he's making is about my marriage. Like, I don't want to be down there with him. Like, can I just move to a different department of the store? But she, you know, was just like, I don't think it's that serious. Um, You stay on the women's side of the um, store, and he stay on the men's side, and it shouldn't be a problem. But it didn't work out that night like that, and I felt very unsafe that night. And so the next day I um, gave a written statement of what he said, what he did that made me uncomfortable. And those managers, they they didn't take it seriously, in my opinion. They did say that they reached out to him. Um, human resources, where I have you. But when I spoke with the security guard who wasn't there the other night, when I spoke with him, I told him he just come down to my department every so often because I don't feel comfortable down there. And so, like, the security officer did that. But next thing I know, um, management calls me up and they asked me if I've told people that I feel uncomfortable with the young man. And so I'm like, I spoke with security, and they're like, why would you talk to security about that? And I'm like, because it's security's job to protect me. And my manager was, like, really upset about that, and it made me feel, like, very uncomfortable working there. So, like, inevitably I quit. And it was just one of those things, like, I just can't believe, just as me, a 21-year-old married black woman in America, like, I thought – with all the women reformations and all that, like, I just can't believe, like, women wouldn't stick together in such a situation. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's interesting because as I was listening to you, you took every appropriate step that you should have. I mean, uh, you you not only went to them, you made it known. You even gave them suggestions. Maybe we could be, you know, maybe we can work in two different, you know, maybe we can work separate shifts, a different, don't not even be in the same surrounding. And then you took the next step, even when uh, they mentioned about uh, HR, you know, and you, you, you took that step. Now, I mean, you said a written statement, so you wrote these things down. You followed every guideline that you should have. Now, the thing about it, I would I would bring this back to HR, human resources, because human resources, part of their job is to not is is to know to know the law as well, to know that here were you here you were a, as an employee that felt uncomfortable being in this person's uh, presence, uh, this person that made comments that have definitely made you feel uncomfortable, and seemed to me that there was nothing said to him. But the conversation was held with you, and they put the responsibility on you, which that should not have been the case. So one thing I would say to you is this, is the fact it is totally up to you if you want to follow that back up, you know, uh, with human resources a letter. I would almost probably speak to an attorney because here's, here's another thing. You can feel very uncomfortable, and to the point, if you ever felt like he was following you, you know, now we have a ground for stalking. You know, and so all of these things are, are, are there. And sadly to say, uh, I uh, when you have uh, you know supervisors and store managers who do not know the extent of the law and the extent of the law that just even governs the place, I'm quite sure the handbook it must have something in there dealing with harassment and any of those things there. Those right. are things that you don't play with. Those are things that you have to take immediate action and. Uh, uh, I mean, shame on them. They fell. They fell short of that. Uh, let me ask you: Have you been able to find other work? I don't know how recently that has been. Well, like I said, um, that was actually last week when I quit. Um, and so, as soon as I got home, one of my—I uh, just recently finished a training program at um, Lincoln Technical Institute. And so, as soon as I got home, my diploma came in the mail, and I was able, like now, I'm able to like look for um, a position in the medical field where, like, I think that something like that would 
be less likely to happen. But, you know, also, um, just going back to the situation, um, when I did mention to the one manager that I spoke with um, security, I felt as though um, she, you know, kind of, she kind of got riled up a little bit when I said that I spoke to security just to ask him to come down because she mentioned or whatever that um, he had a different boss that he had an answer to and that it would cause a situation if they um, think that he's sexually harassing me or what have you when the case was he just made me feel uncomfortable. But my thing was I was very discreet in talking with security, and I feel as though um, your situation wasn't handled until I spoke with security. And the first step they should have done was to speak with security to make sure that we were monitored, seeing how we still had to work together, and I felt uncomfortable. Well, I totally agree with you, and for what it's worth, I want you to know you did take the right steps. You took the appropriate steps. And what I would say to you futuristically is this. First thing you want to do is when you get, you know, you start a job, you look at their handbook, and you look at, because you're you're normally required to read those things, you know, most people don't read them, you know, they scan through and they have to sign off that they've read it and those type things, but read through it, you know, review those type things, sexual harassment, uh, uh, you know, what constitutes it, because there are very clear lines about that and the fact that you didn't feel comfortable right. around this individual, perhaps the, the, the thing for them to do was to either put you guys on different shifts or I definitely speak to him and say, look here, you need to stay totally away from that person. You right, know, and the thing is, that night, the night that it originally took place, if I feel as though seeing how I'm black, the guy's black, and the manager at the time was a black woman, it would not cause any harm at all if she just came downstairs with me and just said, she doesn't feel comfortable with what you're saying. Don't say things to her like that anymore. Situation in like that. But because that wasn't said ever, um, and because it was so hush-hush of a situation, I felt like, you know, anything could happen, you know? Like, so, honestly, I'm glad I, I no longer work in a um, department store like that. But, like, I did enjoy the job for the time that it lasts, but, yeah. Well, you know what? It sounds like you have a great personality, and it sounds like definitely, you know, you, you realize your value, and you realize the way that you felt. And I have to commend you. You know why? Because you did speak up, and so many will suffer in silence. And I, I thank you for calling. And listen, call back again. I'd love to see the update of where you're going. I wish you the very best as you pursue your medical career. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Wow, there, there. That was a very good call as well. Once again, we see things happen inside of a, you know, even inside a workplace. You, you can't. There's no place sacred. I, I often use that term. There's no place circuit uh, sacred any longer. And people oftentimes um, they do miss it. They, uh, uh, they will violate. They will uh, intimidate. They will bring things on the job that shouldn't be on the job. Listen, uh, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, right here on the Soul of America Radio. And I, I totally forgot to tell you that we're streaming live, people. We are streaming live, and we definitely uh, invite your call. We only have just a few minutes left in the show tonight, and uh, we welcome your call tonight if you're there. Uh, you can, uh, if you're already holding on, just hit the number one, and we acknowledge your call, and we acknowledge your call, and uh, and uh, get you on the airway. If you're listening by way of the internet, uh, just join us, Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight, and hit the number one if you like uh, to have anything to say uh, tonight, a comment, a question, uh, and we will uh, definitely have you on the air. So. As you're listening tonight, we've been talking about abusive relationship and its impact on us futuristically. If you've been in an abusive relationship, how does it impact you, um, you know, inside of what uh, you do in future relationship? So uh, I propose that to you tonight, and I, I invite you to have, uh, have a comment on the show tonight. And I say to you this, going forward, that is where we generally see the impact. And that is going forward. How do we get beyond the abuse that we've endured inside of a relationship? 
How do we get there? And so when we uh, continue to move forward in relationship, how do we not bring the baggage? How do we not bring the hurt? How do we not bring uh, those things into future relationship? And that is the real question today. And uh, one of the things I'd just like to come in on the caller that was just on a few minutes ago, inside of her situation, and I want to say that, inside of feeling uncomfortable, you know, I always tell people, you have to trust your instincts. Your instincts generally are not lying to you. Trust your instinct. They are giving you an indication that something is wrong, something is happening, something is going on. And if that's the case, then guess what? If that's the case, then you need to trust it. You need to voice an opinion. You need to have something to say in terms of that. So I'm just so glad to have uh, the calls and the comments, and I invite you right now, if you like to, if you're holding, just hit the number one. We'll be glad to have your comment or ask, uh, answer any question that you have. We only have about five minutes, right at five minutes uh, left on tonight's broadcast. But if you would like to, uh, uh, please feel free go there. If you're listening on the Internet, right into uh, soulofamericaradio.com. Right there you see Hope and Healing. Feel free, leave me a message there, uh, and we would love to be able to answer and to talk with you and to do those things uh, that can definitely bring forth hope and healing. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what's happening in the program. I'm excited about the things that are going to be happening even on next week. And I want to just give a plug. Next week is going to be a very unique show. Uh, next week is going to be a uh, show is going to be dedicated to men, and it's going to be dedicated to men that are making differences. It's going to be dedicated to men that are that understands their valuable role in society on every aspect. We understand that men leadership begins with men uh, being leaders in their home. There's an Ashante proverb that says the ruin of a nation begins in the homes of its people. So next week's show, you don't want to miss it. Um, we're going to look to extend that show next week uh, about 30 minutes or at least uh, maybe 30 minutes or even an hour. But next week we're going to have some very distinguished men uh, from across the country. They will be here. Most of these men will be men of a cloth. But these are men that are educators. These are men that are leaders. These are men that are doing some tremendous things in their various communities. And um, they're going to be with us on next week. Uh, the show uh, is going to be very, uh, very exciting. In fact, um, some of the men that will be there will be part of a major conference, a national conference, that is going to be held uh, just a little south of where we are here in uh, Florida. It's going to be held in Boynton Beach, Florida. And these men are going to be a great part of this as they are going to be speaking to other men. It's called the Lion to Lion Conference. And uh, these men are going to be speaking to, really, the place of men in our society today, how we as men have to not only stand up and uh, and be proactive, but how we as men have to be able to um, really look to uh, our families, look to our communities, and be the difference makers that we're called to be. So I want you to join us next week. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, hey, bookmark this. Let them know that you uh, can join us every Monday evening, 9 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. Of course, that's 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone and 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and we'll love to have you. And until that time, this is J.R. Ficklin, and I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to know that there is hope. You don't have to give up. You don't have to give in. You can make that journey to wholeness. I'll see you next week on the other side. Thank you for listening to soulofamericaradio.com. Thank you. And good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.